Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host, Derek, and you are joining us for episode 65 today. And episode 65 is actually a Undead Trials 3 recap. Undead Trials 3 was the community event that we just had for State of Decay. It just ended this past week. On Monday, it ended. And we did crown our winners. We're going to talk about uh, the winning team. We're going to talk about some of the losing teams, the event itself, and just kind of go over it and talk about the experience with it. So should be a fun episode. But before we get into that, I will just mention briefly uh, some news at the top of the podcast. So the next episode we're going to do, we're actually going to have a Wednesday episode next week. Right now, it's planned to be the second episode in our Dead by Daylight series. So if that uh, works out schedule-wise, I'll have ACC back on the podcast. We'll talk about some Dead by Daylight again, and that should be a fun episode. If it doesn't work out schedule-wise, then I have um, something planned for a backup. So we will have an episode Wednesday either way. And then obviously next Saturday, we always have an episode on Saturday, so there will be a State of Decay episode on Saturday. The next stream is going to be on Tuesday for a little bit of an exhibition that I'm doing. Uh, it's basically kind of like an after party for Undead Trials 3. So this is something that I'm inviting, you know, anyone in the community uh, to join into. And basically what this is going to be is just a shortened version of Undead Trials 3 where any team that competed or even teams that didn't compete, if you wanted to jump in, you know, let us know you're streaming and trying it, then let us know and you can have some fun with it too. But basically the idea of this is you get, you know, two hours and 15 minutes, which is enough time for three day breaks. You just try and do the hardest challenges that are available in Undead Trials and see if you can do them. And we're going to try and do them as a community. It's not really meant to have a winner because that's kind of what Undead Trials is for. It's just meant to you know see, okay, these four challenges as a community, can we beat these challenges and see if anyone can top? So basically the ones that you're allowed to do are melee only, who's sitting out without being a modifier. So just who's sitting out normally. Cleo will provide. And then the last one is Guns Hot, but you have to try and do it outside the walls instead of inside the walls. So those are the four challenges that I think are the hardest ones besides CQC, which is basically impossible. But those are the four that we're going to try and attempt. So um, my team, I do have one person from my team on the podcast. I'll announce in a little bit. But my team will be going on Tuesday. I think we're going to be going in the afternoon. So if you want to join in, in this and just have some fun, try and do these challenges, then let us know. Just let us know what time you're going to stream it, and we will try and tweet that out for you and, you know, go watch your stream. So should be a fun day of, you know, just community trying to do these challenges. And basically the goal is by the end of Tuesday that someone in the community beat all four of these challenges, not one team beat all four by themselves, just each of these challenges was beaten by some team. So say, you know, Kay Sizzle's team beat one challenge, my team beat another the goal is for the community as a whole to try and beat all four of these challenges by the end of the day. So we'll see if we can pull that off. But that's going to be uh, what that is. You know, it's going to be kind of a fun little exhibition. And if you want to join in on that, just uh, come to the Undead Trials Discord, which will be in the show notes, and let us know. But without further ado, that's all the news we have for today. So we are going to get into our recap. So in order to do that, we have to introduce our guests. So we do have a first-time guest on the podcast. This person was my teammate in Undead Trials 3, and they were definitely a great part of our team. We did a lot of training together, and we had a lot of fun. Please welcome to the podcast, Coconut Kid 123 Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. I'm glad you joined in. You know, you're also a fellow leader with me on the Discord, so I appreciate you being here. Yeah, anytime. We'll talk about some Undead Trials 3 and, you know, how bad our team actually did. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fully ready to be talking about Undead Trials 3 <laughs> and all that training that we put in. 
<laughs> and I especially appreciate you being here, you know, because you joined us uh, last minute. We had a sort of cancellation, so uh, I appreciate you just jumping in last minute like that. So thank you. Yeah, anytime, man. Don't worry about it. But we have some other guests with us here, too. Also with us today, for their third time on the podcast, we have a guest who is also an organizer with me. They had a team that finished second place along with my team. Please welcome to the podcast, K Sizzle again. Yo, 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 what's up? How's, How's it going, K Sizzle? Happy, happy Thursday. I'm glad you could talk about Undead Trials 3 with us. You know, your team did very well. You're also a core organizer with me, so you, you definitely are one of the right people to talk about this. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me again at the time. Always fun dealing with you and talking about Undead Trials. Yeah, it was a great event, and I'm excited to get into it. So, But before we do that, we have one of the guests to introduce. This guest was also in Undead Trials 3. They were team captain, and they didn't finish in the top three technically, but they were a team that was basically one wave away from winning. So pretty much one wave and they would have actually won the entire event. So I thought it was, you know, fitting to bring them on, have them talk about it. They also helped ref in the event. So they're definitely a big part of the event. Please welcome for the first time, Magic Man 79. How are you, Magic Man? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You know, uh, I really appreciate you jumping into ref on the short notice that you did. And, you know, I am really had fun watching your team compete. Oh, it's no problem. I was glad to help. Glad to be a part of the community. Yeah, I'm glad you got involved in this, you know, because this is the first event that you actually participated in. So I'm glad you found out about it and jumped in with us. Yeah, we heard about it at the last minute. I think we had uh, six hours to register a team. So, uh we tried to jump in as quick as we could. We didn't want to miss it. And with six hours left, it, you know, you guys actually performed pretty well together. I mean, you you found out about it last minute. And I, I would say, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Coconut and Sizzle, but I would say your team was probably the you know surprise of the event. You know, we didn't really know a lot about your team. And then you guys just jumped in. You're knocking out all these challenges right up until the end. Yeah, definitely the underdog of the event. Yeah. The cheered underdog that everyone was uh, at the nail biter. Uh, I appreciate it. We were scared to death. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun when we do it again. Well, I'm glad to hear that, too. And, and that's kind of where we're, stuff we're going to talk about, too, is, you know, uh, how our teams did and, you know, what we could have possibly done different, things like that. Um, I'm sure people listening at home are probably thinking, well, where's the winning team? You know, why isn't, like, Falldown on here? And the reason for that is the schedule just didn't work out. Uh, Falldown was planned to be on here, but... He couldn't make it because he can only record at night, and I have to work tonight, so it didn't work out schedule-wise. We were going to have Scarproof on here to represent their team, but unfortunately, there were some technical issues where he couldn't get on, so uh, Coconut jumped in last minute to uh, be a fourth guest. So, you know, Coconut, thanks for being here. Save the day. <laughs> you, you unfortunately weren't one of the winners, so you don't have that, you know. Aw, drat. Hey, second place is not that bad. <laughs> I guess that's true, right, Sizzle? Yeah. <laughs> and a tie for second place is even better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but overall, we had 10 teams compete. And the winning score was 160 points by Zombie Buffet, which is Fall Down Go Boom, Lion 4660, and Scarproof. And then we had a two way tie for second, which was my team, the Masochist, which is myself, Coconut Kid, and Zombie Killer Ma. And then we had K Sizzle's team, Black Friday, who also tied for second with 138 points. So kind of crazy that, you know, we ended up tying for second with the same exact score. But um, <laughs> yeah, we were away, away also from winning the hard week on our last, I think we died. No, probably two or three ways away. Because we died in the field. Uh, we got that last day well, break. 
you guys died in the seventh, but I think um, there was an issue where like you guys failed the challenge in the sixth, and we were trying to review video footage of it. So it was basically a sixth or seventh, but <laughs> you guys came really close as well, though. Extremely. It was in the and clutch. I could smell it. What was cool about your team too is that you kind of formed your team like last second. You know, you just you're just like, hey, you, you want to be on my team because your original team actually didn't show up, and then you've ended up finding a team that performed that well on short notice. Oh yeah, it was it wasn't even short notice. It was when I mean, you said last second. It was beyond the last second. It was after <laughs> the registration had closed, and my team, my my original match hadn't had. Uh, uh, didn't happen. So else. they got in on a technicality and yeah, we performed that well together. That was that was awesome. Besides, kudos to those two guys, the Hunted, GG and uh, the Werewolfie uh, who's in Finland and uh, the Haunted who's in uh, I want to say Switzerland. Oh, yeah, Nordic group there. They were a yeah. great team and you, know, you guys performed well so yes, we, we can get into um, our specific teams a little bit in a second but I just want to talk about the event overall a little bit. So do you guys have any thoughts on, you know, what you liked about the event or didn't like about it? So, uh, Magic, we can start with you. Um, really, I didn't know what to expect coming in uh, because we caught it on such short notice. Um, some of the challenges we didn't even practice for because for, for us, they would have been unreasonable. And we were kind of intimidated coming in against like uh, some other players, uh, especially fall down and, uh, I'd watched his stream several times or whatnot. See, it's, it's always fall down. Everyone's always intimidated by him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for good reason, me. though. I mean, he he is Just a three-time me. champion now, so... I'm coming it's... for him. You guys hear that? Yeah, that's the sound of me coming for fall down. <laughs> All we needed was that melee-only run, and boom, he would have been toppled. Yeah, Those juggernauts, happen. Coconut, that, that's what did us oh. in. Those juggernauts, man. They were out for us. They were spies yes. from fall down. <laughs> exactly. No, I think the event went really well, too. I mean, of course, we had some issues with, you know, people signing up and not actually showing up. And, you know, we had the issue with Mm -hmm. Kay Sizzle's team, things like that, which I think, unfortunately, every event, we're always going to have someone do that because it's bound to happen. It's unreasonable to think that, you know, no one's going to, like, you know, flake on an event. So it's going to happen every event, I think. But hopefully uh, in the future, we can come up with some ways to mitigate that a little more. I got a way. $10,000 $10,000 cash prize. I bet everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you well, no one will not hey, show up. <laughs> if you want to put up that $10,000 prize, then let's do that. <laughs> yeah. I just come with the solutions. That's not my idea. Man. <laughs> well, you if you know, if there's a listener out there that wants to put up a $10,000 prize, you know, let us know um, and, and we'll get this event going. And, you know, I'm sure people won't show, will uh, never show up again. So. Oh, I just got a message from Undead Labs. They're going to sponsor us a million dollars for the next Undead Trials. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Undead Labs. You know, that's very generous of you. <laughs> I, I think I think that probably takes away the uh, map we're getting though. We're probably not getting trouble uh, yeah. the that they're putting the million dollars. Yeah, there goes our whole yearly budget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but that would help, but unfortunately, um this isn't a paid event, it's just, you know, a, a free volunteer thing, so we can't do a thing like that, but that would mm-hmm. be a way to do it. I do agree with you. <laughs> But I do want to ask um, Sizzle and Magic, because they both did this with me. How did you find refing? Did you find it fun? And, like, what were some of the challenges you had in refing? Magic? Um, it, it was definitely enjoyable. It was definitely fun. Um, 
And I'm glad I had other people there in the chat with me because I was not totally familiar with all the rule variants or whatnot, this being our first time. Um, yeah, I remember I was in chat with you and I was like, hey, no, they're they're breaking that rule, actually. Or like, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the most part, it was enjoyable. Um, it was kind of difficult to see sometimes, and especially streaming it, I was worried I wasn't capturing as much of the footage that I, that I could be or whatnot, but... As time goes on, you kind of learn to watch where the action is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I found it extremely fun. Um, I uh, I knew what it felt like to be like a wartime photographer. There's a movie. I believe it's Meg Ryan. I'm not sure, but it was uh, like the Chronicles of a Wartime Photographer. Uh, or was it um, ah, Lisa uh, uh, Tina Fey? Her gorgeous self. Tina Fey, I think it was her, it's a comedy where she was getting into the action and they couldn't keep her off the battlefield. I felt mm-hmm. that way. And I was like, oh man, I just don't want to jump in there and get right up <laughs> next to the juggernaut that they're beating on. But of course, I couldn't get that close. That was some of the challenges or the dislikes. But I couldn't get close enough. But, um, you know, in between those waves, when I could jump down and follow them to the to the Cleo drops and, and, and right. join in on the anticipation of trying to hurry up and get those things out of the drop, drop stuff down on the ground and then run. And, oh, I, it, was, it was exhilarating. I loved wrestling. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. And I know Coconut obviously can't speak to the refing part, but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. refing, too, and it was a lot of fun. I would say, you know, some of the challenges for me were more on the end of when, like, glitches or bugs happened. I didn't really know, you know, where I should step in, and I had to think. I had to think for a second, and I was like, "Well, is this a situation I should step in and help for a second because they had a bug, or should I not help?" And it, that was kind of the challenging thing to think about that on the spot because it's really tough sometimes to make those spot decisions. Okay, I should do this right now because I remember. I think it was uh, when I was refing for Team Gucci Gang. There was some kind of issue that happened, and I think they had like people. Uh, DC, they had like one person down and someone was saying in chat that I should, you know, jump in to help attack zombies for a second until they got that player back, which I thought about. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's true. Like, it's hard to think in the moment, like, well, should I jump in to help until that player gets back? Should I not help? So that's kind of what the challenge was for me, because when you have disconnects, when you have bugs, things like that, it's hard. I mean, we did have some rules in place, like there was a feral glitch that the tech takes damage when the feral doesn't even attack him. And we had rules in place that you know, the ref would heal the tech. Yeah. <laughs> the phantom swipe. Everyone knows about the phantom damage if they play Daybreak <laughs> after, what, uh, November? <laughs> yeah, after the 6.0 patch, I believe it was. Yeah, it, it was definitely an uh, interesting bug. <laughs> but Undead Labs does know about that bug, and they are uh, working to correct it. So that is good news, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had some glitches. We dealt with glitches in my match, too. Um which I'll keep the emotions down about because we're coming, us coming so close <laughs> to to victory. I mean, my one of my characters, Spice, she her jump wouldn't work or something. She couldn't get back up across the wall. And then um, another time, she actually fell into the floor. Her, her yeah, I remember that. Marker was there, but she wasn't. And uh, Magic Man, our, our ref, was like. Um, uh, I, I, I know, I see it right now. I know. <laughs> and we were like, well, you know, what are we going to do? So, you know, us as organizers, we, we have some contingencies in place for some things that we know. But, of course, if you play Stay in the Cave, game is perfect. 
we couldn't have <laughs> right. for everything that would happen. Yeah, and that's so, the thing. Like, kind of like you said, you know, Casey, I mean, we had contingencies for some issues, but there were some issues that we couldn't account for that were like, oh, hmm, we had to think on the spot. How do we handle that issue? So right. that was kind of the hard part about refing, but I, I think overall it went over pretty well. I mean, I ref for um, Team Gucci Gang. I ref for Zombie Buffet, the champions. And then KC ref for Team Mac Talon. And then Magic Man ref for KC's team, Black Friday. So uh, between, you know, the three of us, we ref for four out of the ten games. So we had almost half the coverage there. So we definitely had some fun experiences refing. Yes. I had no idea. I definitely think it's crucial for the whole refing process to have, like, the chat involved as well. Because, like, for example, right. there was that time they were watching, I believe it was Mac Talon when KC was refing. And... I believe it was Dart and I that heard a 7.62 go off, and yeah. Casey didn't catch it right away. Yep. So then we both like brought it up, and Casey's like, oh yeah, I did remember that. So it's kind of like, it's great to have the ref, but of course the ref can't always see everything. Right. They're not omnipotent, so it's always great to have that like chat involvement as well, so you get that 24-7 coverage type of deal. No, I definitely agree with you, and that's why as an organizer, I tried to be in the chat of as many matches as I could, and I ended up seeing at least half of every match. So I, I felt, you know, fairly accomplished that like I was there mm -hmm. most of the time. And that's kind of why I tried to be there most of the time as an extra set of eyes, because kind of, as you're saying, like the ref is going to do the best they can, but I'm sure, you know, magic and KC can attest to as well. Like as the ref, it's hard to see every single thing at all times. Like you need the chats help to help you out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd agree. Uh, almost like, a. Uh, on a baseball field or whatnot, you'd have secondary refs or whatnot for the different bases. I, I liked having them in the extra refs in the chat, just because in every one of those matches, almost something odd, unique did happen. In Casey's match, somebody fell through the floor. In another match, somebody ended up in the bus. A juggernaut ended up in the Waffle House. Yeah. There's always going to be something. In our match, we had two jugs unspawned from a rock, so like <laughs> there was crazy things all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, and then we DC'd uh, like round three or whatever, and then we had to stop the clock and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we were the first team that went too, so it was probably good that that happened to us first because it kind of set the precedent for other teams that like, mm -hmm. okay, if you if you DC in the middle, we'll just wipe that whole run, then you get to start again. Because I remember the um, actually the worst uh, issues connection-wise were in the Monday game I did, Team Gucci game. They had so many like connection issues and DCs that... They ended up adding a full hour to their time just because they had like all these wow. issues. So, wow. so <laughs> it ended up going so long that like um, the team captain had to like go at one point. And I'm like, well, <laughs> this is all I can do for you. I don't know. So, so wow. it ended up that like only one of the original players, uh, Beats and Buttons, they're the only one that stayed for like the full run because um, Peachy had to go and she was replaced by Tall Guy. And then uh, Big Red had to go at one point. So, like, but. They weren't like close to winning at that point anyway, so it didn't really make a huge factor. But it, it does um, kind of suck that these issues happen because the only thing you can really do to avoid these issues is all you can do is add more time on at the end. But if they have a strict deadline, it, it's kind of tough there. So uh, also, there's so many features that could be implemented. Oh, go ahead. Uh, also, especially if it's a long run, I, I noticed personally with us and with other teams, once you start crossing that multi-hour mark, I mean part of your brain gets desensitized and it's definitely a yeah. difficult run. No, I think we were alluding to there's the mental errors and mental errors definitely can happen. I mean, one happened to me. I know in K-Sizzle's game, a couple of mental errors happened. So we'll, we'll definitely get into those with the civic teams because we can talk about those, you know, 
not fun or not so fun stories. When we yeah, ju- just one, Blaze. Just one. Just one mental error. <laughs> it was a pretty bad one, though. I won't live that down for a while. Yeah, no, I won't let you. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, yeah, I think overall the refing went well and things. You know, it was definitely nice to have people in chat. So, you know, anyone out there that's listening to this later, it definitely helps to have you guys in chat. So we really appreciate you being in chat to help us out because I remember like um, there were some games that Scarpro was in chat with me and I was in chat as well. But like I, you know, went to get a drink or I went to the bathroom real quick. I came back and Scarpro was letting me know like, hey, uh, this happened. I'm like, oh, oh, OK, like uh, let's look at the tape. Like, so it's nice to have that happen because even though I was in chat for some of these matches, like you can't be there every single second. So like I go get a drink or something and then something would happen and be like, oh, geez, I missed the one thing that happened. Yeah, I think mm. we do very well that uh, each event uh, and one, if not two organizers are in the audience. You know, we're we're a part of each match that that happens, either wrapping or or within the in the chat. Uh, I think we we sound very well at that. Bravo to us! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think we did a great job with that. You know, the, the two matches I probably saw the least of were the one match that I was working for, and then there was one match that unfortunately, um, Beats and Buttons was a ref for, and. That just had some really bad connection internet issues, which wasn't his fault, obviously, but it was, you know, hard to watch that one, but I, I tried to stick around as much as I could, so. <laughs> yeah. Same. But it was fun, though, so, you know, uh, thanks to our other refs, you know, the refs that aren't here, Falldown did some refing, uh, Morris did some refing, he refed our match, Mr. Darts Broadcast, our co-organizer, thank you for refing and organizing with us, you know, you awesome job always. Uh, Andy T. Pims, he refed a couple games, so thank you for that. And beat some buttons as well, the beast mentioned. So those were our other refs that aren't here with us today. But thank you to you refs as well. Yes, thank you. Wouldn't be anywhere without you guys. Absolutely. But we can kind of get into some of our um, specific teams a little bit now, too. Because I know Coconut can't be here um, for the full podcast. So I think right. we have like about 20 minutes left. So uh, Yeah, roughly, give or take. So I guess probably what we can do is we can start with um, our team. Just so we have our team covered before you have to go. Mm-hmm. So... What we plan to do is we did plan to talk about Zombie Buffet with uh, Scarproof on here. Obviously, he's not on here anymore. Mm-hmm. We will still talk about them because they were the champions. So we will still talk about them afterwards. But we can probably start with our team just to make sure that um, that's covered. So yeah, sure. basically, um, our team was the Masochist and we went first. So we can kind of talk about, you know, what we might have done right, um, what we might have uh, been able to do better and things like that. So before Coconut and I speak up. Um, Sizzle or Magic, do you have anything to say about our team and, you know, what we could have done better or what we, we actually did well? About your team? Yes. No, no, we don't have nothing to say about your team. No. <laughs> <laughs> you better not. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't see that match. Um, you didn't see that match? Okay. No, I didn't. I was in there for the first couple of minutes when you guys, uh, uh kick started because I was, I was your test ref. <laughs> That, that, right. uh, ushered you guys into your actual match, but mm-hmm. I didn't stick around, um, for the entire run. Actually, I left before the first day break. Um, you saw the first time we died during that last I wave of I melee. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I that's the one, right when I, um, I had to duck out when you guys didn't make your first run. <laughs> see, it's because we were first coconut. No one wanted to see who went first. There's like, oh well, we know Falldown's gonna take the lead day one anyway. So yeah, they're gonna lose anyway. Who cares? Bunch of chumps. <laughs> exactly. 
I had to go practice for my run. But that's fine, though. I mean, um, I'm sure Coconut can attest to, you know, uh, myself, Coconut, and Zombie, we trained pretty hard for this, and we still ended up on second, so <laughs> oh, yeah. it's even worse for us, but we, we did train pretty hard for this. Um, we had, I think, three separate practice sessions, so uh, the thing we trained for the most, we unfortunately didn't even end up doing. We trained a lot for the Who's Sitting Out modifier, mm-hmm. but at some point, we just ended up saying, let's just scrap that. It's way too hard, because we ended up getting close. Um, Coconut came 30 seconds from beating round four by himself, but it just didn't end up working. So mm-hmm. we ended up scrapping that, but um, I think our run went better than we said at the time. Just I think at the time we were pretty hard on ourselves because we knew how good Falldown was and we knew he was coming right after us. So we we're like, oh, Falldown's going to beat this no matter what. Yeah, it's hard to compare yourself to someone who you know is so good because especially when you're first, you're in that pressured spot. You're kind of setting the foundation for how others are going to play, so... Your strategy might be flawless, but then you might not execute three certain things during it, and then everyone's like, okay, let's not do that, let's not do that, and we'll do this instead, that way we do better and we have more time. So it's always hard to go first, because people just pick apart everything you do, and they learn from it, which is great for the other people. But then you also have that stress factor of, like, if we lose now, then we're done for the whole event, and it's just watching people beat us, but in the end of the day, we had fun, which is the most important part, in my opinion. I agree completely, I mean, because... You know, like you talked about, we had a strategy in place that we would have had a score about like 275 points, which would have been pretty much impossible to beat. It's yeah. just executing that strategy. We only got 138 points out of like the 275 we were shooting for. So Yeah, I think our ultimate downfall was definitely our over ambition to uh, try and get as many points as we can. We should have probably done a few simpler challenges thrown in there instead of going for like all the ridiculously like, oh, well, how many points can we get, ba, 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 that type of stuff. Right, and, and that's kind of what I attribute to going first a little bit, too, is because we you know we knew, okay, there's nine teams after us. Like, we have to set a bar so high that nine teams after us can't beat that, and that's a lot of pressure going first, you know, knowing that. So we overachieved, and we tried to set ourselves up, and we kind of set ourselves up to fail, I think, because we went for things that mm-hmm. we, we probably could do, but it's hard to do it on command, and you know, there were a lot of easier challenges that we definitely could have done to rack up points, but we were trying to set a bar so high, and we basically, you know, stress ourselves out too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely, on the bright side, going for that high number, it really helped us train a lot and communicate better as a team. So for the next Undead Trials, if we do end up getting the team back together, it's going to be great because we'll have that advantage. But like I said, doing all that hard stuff, it really did prep us. So if we did right. choose to do the hard stuff, or, or the easier stuff, either way, we would have been in a good place. We just cracked under a lot of the pressure during the actual event, because it's a lot. It's a lot of stress. There's people watching you, you're doing it live. If you mess up, then it's you're done. You're getting timed. It's not like you can just practice and then restart right, and I mean, do it over. Our first run, we failed in, like, wave five, and I remember saying, like, after that first run, we failed in wave five, I'm like, oh, we're done, that's it. Like, because yeah. I-, I know how good, you know, Fall Down and some of the other teams are. I'm like, one failure I thought was going to be enough to break us, which it ended up not being the case because mm-hmm. other teams failed too, and I'm glad that all the other teams proved they were human. I just thought there was going to be one team that was, like, superhuman that would never fail. So uh, I'm glad that wasn't the case. But at the time, like, that's the thing with going first. You don't know that because say we went, you know, um, on Monday, say we went the last day, we would know, okay, all these other teams went, you know, this is the score we have to beat. And 
if on Monday we knew we had to beat 160, I definitely feel we could have done that. I don't know if you feel the same way, Coconut, but I, yeah. I think we could have beat 160, no problem, because we would have known, okay, 160, we can beat that. Of course, yeah, but like that's attributing to what I said earlier. It's with the whole, okay, well, we know it's 160. If we do this and this, we can eliminate these harder challenges right. and adapt our ideology of our strategy to get the maximum amount of points without the maximum amount of effort. But, I mean... In a way, it's also going first might be a great thing. If you end up knocking it out of the park and you do great, that discourages a lot of other teams, gets them a little nervous, and you have that much more of a chance to hold your ground. Right, and they might hold back just because they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. So Exactly. No, that definitely makes sense. And I think, you know, our worst run was that first run. Like, honestly, that first run, we pretty much played like shit. Our communication wasn't up to par. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think what happened is, we were training up till five minutes before the event started. I think that was just jitters for us because we were training right before the event. So we probably should have stopped training a little bit earlier than <laughs> yeah, five minutes before. <laughs> well, considering we practiced for like a total of like 15 hours over the week before. And then we had like Sizzle jump in with his last minute team. We had Magic jump in within the last six hours. Like, I think we might have overtrained slightly. Yes, exactly. We, we overplayed ourselves for sure. I mean, but that first round we did horrible, but... Then we picked it up after that. We got a no heals done. We got a no stamina with permadeath on. So we were getting, doing pretty good at that point. And then we come up to our front lines challenge. And that's where we had some issues. <laughs> so, yeah, why don't you elaborate on that? <laughs> so basically what happened is we were in a good spot. I think it was like maybe wave five. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was I believe wave so. five. Yeah. Um, and we had wall two was down. So it's completely gone. And we were trying to protect the gap. I had myself and zombie on the left side. Coconut was on the right side. And I had a zombie around me. I tried to dodge, you know, to get out of his way. And it just so happened that I dodged behind the wall line. And that failed front lines for us. And it, it definitely sucks failing it that way. Because obviously, we, we all know I didn't want to go behind the lines. Like, that was not intentional at all. I just dodged out of the way by accident and it is what it is like that's how i failed it so it does suck because we know we could have finished that challenge and we would have had 30 points mm -hmm. so that is what it is and that honestly costs us a lot because i did make a huge mental mistake after that and the reason <laughs> i made the mental mistake is because i was so pissed off that the dodge happened and basically our next best challenge after that was no walls repaired uh besides the starting wall which were 20 points and right after that dodge, I'm like, well, I guess I go behind the wall now. And I, I just grabbed a wall kit without thinking I repaired a wall. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, so. <laughs> the, the best part was you were the one that called it out, too. Like, okay, well, let's do no walls repaired or whatever it was. Exactly. And then you immediately, I see the wall go back up. I'm like, uh, who just repaired a wall? And then you just went, like, silent for two seconds. You're like, I did. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. It was great. And though. that's that's what sucks about that. It's like those mental mistakes can happen and you're in such a pressure cooker that like having that dodge happen when it was like I don't know if it's a bug or a glitch or like whatever it was, it wasn't supposed to happen and it wasn't mm -hmm. meant to happen and I was so angry about that dodge happening that I made the mental error of repairing the wall because I wasn't thinking, you know, I was thinking I still was thinking about the dodge. I'm like, oh the dodge, we we could have had it, you know, we would have had it and then all of a sudden, they're repairing this wall. I'm like, wait, I've heard the wall. Damn it. Yeah, but I mean, that's to be expected. And I know, like, we, for people that don't know on the podcast, our team, we were joking around a lot. We, like, shot the shit a lot with each other. We, we were palling around. But in all honesty, 
you make mistakes. Everyone's human. I'm not actually angry. No one's actually angry that that happened. It's just a matter of, okay, well, we'll just move well, I'm on. I'm angry myself. But... <laughs> There's no need to be, trust me. Don't worry about it. I thought I made that type of mistake uh, because I, I believe that type of mistake was made on their trials one, but uh, there was one of our particular runs. I thought I made that type of mistake, and I didn't. But I remember the feeling that flushed over my body. <laughs> I still remember. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I screwed up our run. We're doing so well, and then it was like, oh wait, no, we're not doing that thing. Oh. And it was, I mean, it was a physical stress lifted off when I when I remembered, oh, we're not doing that. I don't have that restriction. I didn't break it. Okay, great. But then one of my teammates, one of my squad members, did uh, in a later run. Uh, she did. Uh, disqualifiers on a she went behind the wall on a on a front line, uh, getting out of the out of danger, out of the fight because she was about to die. And she just completely forgot, uh, hopped up on the catwalk, and uh, oops, the front <laughs> lines. Oh great, yeah. not anymore. Those, those things, yeah, right. Those things happen. Those things yeah. happen when in the heat of battle, and especially daybreak. Oh man, that's that's what we love about. Yeah, and I know at the beginning of the podcast you asked like what we liked and what we disliked about the event, and I brought up to you in the middle of our run, I believe, where like we we were thinking about things because we were in I think it was a well like there was nothing really going on. It was like either round two or something where that like vacant space is, and I'm like maybe for a future undead trials we could have some kind of a grace period like a five second grace period if you are behind that wall for more than five seconds then boom it's over but if you accidentally roll over and roll back i mean maybe you're right. safe because i mean things are bound to happen that's not really like i agree with that yeah um, because it was what we, uh, blaze mentioned earlier about us having a review some tape from one of my runs and that's what it was on a front lines run it was a flying strike where it was activated and we know how those flying stripes work. <laughs> console people, you know, it's yeah. a combination of buttons that you use for one thing, and it might activate that flying right. strike. And uh, he landed inside the wall, and it was oh, like, boy. oh, you know, obviously that wasn't, you know, we we have no control really over where they land. Uh, probably ninety nine percent of the time, you just kind of activate the strike, and you're not thinking about where they landing. We're just thinking about where that axe is gonna land on the neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that shouldn't, you know, things like that shouldn't disqualify. So I agree with that. Though. We're gonna have to take that into consideration. Give like a three second timer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely consider that for the future. Just unfortunately, in this one, you know, the precedent was already set that it's automatically failed, and that's the way it's been. So we'd have to set that precedent for a future one. But it, it is unfortunate, and it does happen. I mean. The other issue we had, you know, which Coconut, um, I know was definitely upset about the time is we were going for a melee only run and oh. we got done wave six. Do you want to say what happened after wave six, Coconut? Yeah. So we were done with wave six and we were feeling in a really good spot too. Like we had got that practice in before the actual trial and then Zombie and I, my teammate, we go out into the middle of the field to start collecting those Cleo drops because you got to get those minefields. It's essential. Oh. And we get near the rock where, in case the viewers don't know, there's a rock in Daybreak where occasionally zombies, bloaters, and uh, jugs can get stuck in. I don't know how it happens. I'm assuming they're well aware of it. Yeah, really. And uh, (laughs) we ran past to go to the Cleo drop, and next thing you know, we hear two jugs storming at us. We had a regular jug from, like, round three, and we had a blood jug come out. So this was in the last, like, 30 seconds before the round was going to start. 
on our final round. So we couldn't even set up for the last round. We had to fend off yeah, these two jugs, and it destroyed us. I honestly, in my very professional opinion, think that if we didn't run into that issue, we had a very good chance of setting up and being able to get that melee in, which would have won us under Trial Surrey. But You know yeah, what, exactly. Coconut, don't feel bad. <laughs> on our, get this, same rock, the same rock, on our no heels run, <laughs> oh no! And it was the it was same deal. Same it was a final Cleo drop, and my energy was I was holding my side already, so I was struggling to get to the drops, and that was my job. Mm. I had somebody else repairing walls, so you know the stress of the last the final wave, and you're struggling trying to get to those drops. You're <laughs> you're limping. Oh my god! So I'm I'm curving around the rock as fast uh -huh. as I can, limping, and I hear the gurgle of bloaters. Oh. And then you hear the bloater explosion sound, and then it's just a, a, a cloud just comes from the rock and hits me <laughs> and just tanks my uh. energy completely. I'm like, oh my god, on a no heels run. And yeah, so no. from flashing to, you know, a, a sliver of flashing to nothing. I mean, it, it was, it was just that, okay, if I'm breathed on, I'm gonna, like, so I end up moving even slower. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, and then it sucks too, like, that's you know, stuff that we can't really do anything about, you know, because mm -hmm. that's just yeah. stuff that's like, it's bugs, and it's just unfortunate that we had those issues like that, because like Coconut said, you know, I have I have every belief in my mind that we were going to finish that melee only run if that didn't happen, because like, two seconds before the round started, that's when we killed the last jug, it's two seconds left, so we had absolutely zero time to prepare. Yeah, and we had to waste the rocket pod on that, if I remember correctly. I believe they were both at mid-wall, and I had to throw down the rocket pod, and we killed both of them, but then the round started immediately after we killed them. Yeah, it, it just sucked, because we couldn't put down minefields, we couldn't, like, you know, set up rocket pods in advance, or anything like that, and... You know, considering that, we still made it to two minutes through the wave, so, you know, I'd like to, you know, say, you know, great job that we actually made it two minutes through <laughs> with that happening, but, like, we, we all died at the same exact time, two minutes the through. The second right? time that day. <laughs> I don't know how in the world, the second time that day, we all died at the exact same time, like, that's just the worst luck in the world, but <laughs> it, it, it was the worst. <laughs> it was so demoralizing. <laughs> We're all, we're all basically shouting out this like the exact same time within like two seconds of each other. Yeah, I'm dead. Uh, I'm dead too. Uh, okay, Coconut's dead too. All right. Well, <laughs> I think you're like, are we all dead? And then we're all like, yeah. I don't know if that's luck at that point. I think that's a formula you guys figured out. <laughs> no, it's definitely. I told Blaze about it too. It was because our like default mental strategies run to the tech, surround him, and protect him from the zombies. And what we did was exactly that, and then that one jug was like, hmm, oh, we can get a triple kill? Okay, well then let's go for it. And then he just slammed down and knocked us all to the ground. Yeah, definitely. So, it definitely was unfortunate, but it is what it is. I mean, it's nothing that we can, you know, do to prevent against that, but it just sucks because we would have had an extra 57 points there, and we only lost by, like, 22 points, so that really sucks, you know, with that having to be the difference. I mean, we had that dodge behind the wall that canceled front lines, my mental mistake. And then the other thing we had is we were doing a uh, no walls repair period run, and we were going to finish that too. We were probably in like wave five, four or five, 
But then we realized that um, Mr. Dart and Sizzle did the math for us, and we were going to be three minutes over from finishing the daybreak. So literally three more minutes, and we would have had that daybreak as well. So, like, our, our run was just riddled with all these, like, little errors or little bugs. It's like, oh, man, like, it, it just killed us at the time. So we're like, we know we can do this, but it, we just had all these issues compiled at the same time. Yeah. So just three minutes, Coconut. That's going to be our thing, you know. I mean, you know. Never li- never forget about that moment. Moment that will live in infamy. <laughs> but like I said at the top of the podcast, um, Coconut Zombie and I are going to get back together for this exhibition thing on Tuesday. And we're, we're going to try that mail only run again. We're, we're going to see if we can not die at the same time this time. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope. In, in that small amount of time, I think I have like three hours on Tuesday. So I definitely want to at least try that out because I need it redeem that <laughs> thanks i appreciate it yeah thank you <laughs> we'll try that we'll definitely try who's sitting out because we did practice that a lot so i feel like you know if someone in the community is going to do it it might be us oh. that one so we'll, we'll try it out i want to see fall down try it because i don't even think <laughs> i want to see him try that too because yeah. that is ridiculous it is so <laughs> hard i would like to see fall down do solo now <laughs> oh he doesn't like melee at oh. all so he's not gonna do that it was so disappointing they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do melee only. I'm like, ooh, yeah, they're going to do it. And they quit at, like, round four, I think, or round five, something like that. And I'm like, oh, I want to see them do it all the way through. Oh, well. <laughs> but, you know, that's basically our team in a nutshell. So I, I think we did pretty good coconut. But um, I think next time we just have to try not to overstress ourselves because that's basically what killed us is we, like, tried to overachieve. And we oh, just yeah. have to take it a little bit more even keel. And, okay, you know, let's just chill a little bit. Let's just, you know, get done what we know we can do and mm-hmm. not, not stress so much. <laughs> yeah, that, we definitely need to focus on things that we can knock out of the way as fast as possible and get as many points as possible without right. sacrificing the extreme difficulty of trying who's out, who's sitting out, or the melee only with any risk. I mean, melee only we almost had, but that's besides. Yeah. So, so that was basically our team in a nutshell, but I mean, um, we can kind of move on to one of the other teams now. So, uh, Magic, you haven't talked too much lately, so we can get into your team if you want. Um, after watching so many of the uh, matches, we decided that we were going to go for go for slow and steady. We did the simpler challenges. Um, and going back to what they were saying earlier, even I made the mistake or whatnot. I disqualified one of our runs. I accidentally got caught in a blitter cloud and died. And when I respawned, my instinct was to swing the weapon, and it was a non-Cleo weapon. And Casey's right. I mean, I felt yeah, I remember that. Especially since people were watching. The RTS. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when those little mental errors happen, like you really do feel terrible at the moment. You're like, "Oh man, I cost the entire thing for my whole team." It's like, "Oh damn." Um, (laughs) but yeah, after watching a couple of them, we decided on our plan what we were going to do for five waves. If we made it five waves, and we went ahead and I I contacted Paul Dillon and asked if we could send him our plan ahead of time, just so there's less chaos in between waves (laughs) and whatnot. And he said that was fine. So. Right from the start, he knew what our plan was, what we were gonna, what we were gonna try to attempt. Um, and, and he was an excellent referee. I mean, our, our understanding of the rules was not perfect. If he hadn't explained some of those things, then then we might not have done as well, or we definitely would not have done as well as we did. Yeah, because the thing that I was like, I was in chat for that match that you guys had, and you guys did awesome. You went made it through four day breaks, no problem. You guys never failed once. 
And the issue I was having in chat, I was saying like in chat, well, why are these guys not going for the win? Like they can go for the win right now if they go for a high point challenge and Fallout had to explain that to you guys. So like, did you guys um, not think about the points for the challenges? Because that's what I was kind of curious about with your team is I, I think in wave run four you did, you could have went for a higher point challenge in wave round four and then it would have made your round five easier. But obviously at that point we couldn't say anything, but round five we could say something because it's like basically you either go for the win or you don't. Yeah. And I, I was hoping you guys were going to go for the win because I didn't know if you guys didn't realize it or what. But I'm like, well, why don't they go for the win? They have uh, shots. We did not realize it. Um, and, and even starting it out, I mean, we, we just did it. We were just in it for fun for the most part. I mean, we just wanted to place the best that we could. And we did something simple straight out the gate because we didn't want to fail that first match, especially after watching several other people fail their first match just from the nerves or whatever accidents or whatnot yep. we wanted to start. <laughs> but no, we did not realize that until the end when he pointed it out. And at that point, I mean, we'd had fun. We were having fun. We figured we'd go ahead and give it a try just to see what happened. And I don't regret it at all. It was, it was fun run. It was a lot of fun. No, yeah, I definitely wouldn't regret it. I mean, you guys did awesome. Like, I would definitely say you guys were the surprise of the event because you cleared through your four, first four runs easily, and then you had, were going for no heels to win it. And you guys died like halfway through wave six. So you're basically a wave and a half away from winning the whole event. And if you guys completed that last wave and a half without any heals, you guys would be the champions right now. We'd be talking about you as champions. So like you guys came that close. So even though points wise, you didn't come in the top three. I think your team was probably considered to be like the, the fourth best team because you guys were that close to winning. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. And, uh, unfortunately, the no heels is one of the things that we thought was unreasonable. We didn't think we could do or whatnot, so we didn't actually practice it any. Yeah, you I almost made it though. I, I mean, even without any practice, you almost made it. Yeah. Uh, Dejan and Bungie are, are definitely awesome friends. They're good players or whatnot. We, we actually met a lot of awesome people, Casey, Blaze, yourself, and uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of professional, awesome players in the community. How'd you guys play together oh, before? Oh yeah, we play all the time. We actually play a, a different game together and. When State of Decay 2 came out, I, I conned them into to buying it, and they enjoyed it, and we play often. Nice. nice. And I think that's a key, too, is, like, that communication between teams is really key, and that's something that Coconut Zombie and I tried to work on, and mm -hmm. if you have a team that communicates well together, then you're going to go pretty far, I think. You know, there's only a couple instances where, like, the teams did well without really knowing each other a lot yet. I think, you know, Sizzle's team is probably one of the best examples of that, where you guys didn't really have a lot of interaction with each other before you jumped in together. And that can happen where it works well, but it's pretty rare. I mean, you know, most of the time when you have a team that's just jumbled together like that, most of the time it doesn't work out that well. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed there was some panic communication between some of the teams. Yeah. yeah. I definitely noticed that too. And there were some teams that I was watching that, like, I could tell that, you know, they weren't communicating as well. I'm like, oh man, they uh -huh. they should be telling them like, oh, there's this wall about to go down. Like they should be saying something. I can't tell them, but they should be saying it. Like I'm like, oh man. <laughs> it's the whole pressure of the event because like as someone who plays other games like Destiny 2 where there's raids and stuff where it's like super teamwork focused, you get into those times where you're like getting to new ground, you're right about to beat whatever you're about to beat, and then everyone's like all so excited or so nervous that the communication just drops. It just becomes like a no man's land because everyone just doesn't want to mess up. So that definitely translates well into the uh, Undead Trials atmosphere. Oh, I agree. That's definitely a valuable Absolutely. skill to, 
to harvest, not just for this game, for multiple games. Yeah, because, I mean, I think with your team, Magic, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what it seemed like from chat, and, you know, um, Faldam was kind of talking in chat, too, it seemed like what the only issue with your team is you guys just didn't have the confidence to win at the time because it seemed like you guys could easily go for the win, but you just weren't sure about yourselves. And I hope, you know, if you came back next time, you guys would be like, all right, we're going to go for this. Uh, our definite consensus was to, to be the turtle, the slow and steady, and just not embarrass ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think if you guys came back at the, like the same team next time that you guys would um go for like higher point stuff or like... um think that you're going to do a little bit better and, you know, try and um, strive oh, yeah, I've, for the I've already moment. talked to them both. DJ and Bungie are both interested or whatnot, and we'll definitely have more time to familiarize ourselves with the rules before beforehand to make an adequate plan. Mm-hmm. Great. Nice. Now we have to worry about magic and fall down. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Two of other teams that are listening like, yeah, we got to get that. Get us a strategy together. <laughs> Well, some Clio water bottles and a Bronco gas jacket. Yeah, you mean you need that uh, gas jacket. I was impressed by the caliber. Yeah. Well, but Coconut can attest that I, I definitely over-strategize. You know, he, he can attest to a document I made. No, no. <laughs> this man literally put together, like, a military Pentagon-grade essay on what we're doing. There were code names. Like, for example, I... I was the grenade guy, I was the demolition guy, because for certain rounds, we needed, like, people to have lightweight or whatever, and in the document itself, God forbid, I just, someone just says, throw a thermal grenade on me, it was, no, I need mounds, as in the coconut chocolate bar mounds, because my name is Coconut Kit, like, this man came up with code words and free, it's insane. Wow. Nut job. Yeah. I love him, though. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had co-words, I had... After the match. <laughs> what do you think about the strategic plan, gentlemen? I'm like, uh, yeah, it's good. I don't want to criticize it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I had, like, a whole document written up. I had, like, each of our runs broke down. Okay, zombie, you're in the middle of this run. Coconut, you're on the right. Zombie, if this happens, you have to come over here. Like, Yeah, and that is very simplified, folks. Like, I mean, we're talking about... An S, like, we could have submitted that to a national database, and they would have been like, all right, cool, and this is what we're going into the next war with. <laughs> so it, we, it wasn't for lack of planning that we lost. We definitely had planning involved. Yeah, no, uh, definitely we over planning. Daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, on that note, I'm probably going to have to drop out because I do have to go ahead to class, but I appreciate you allowing me on this podcast because I had a great time during the Undead Trials, and I look forward to being on yeah, more. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping in, you know, and I would say that, you know, you did well enough that I'm not going to fire you next time, so you're, you're oh, going to be on the team next time. fantastic. I'm so glad. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> I, I promise I'll prove myself more the next time. Yeah, I, I might even give you a raise, honestly. So. Oh, really? oh my god, I could feed my family finally. Job security in the post-apocalyptic world. All right, thanks for coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and if anyone wants to, you know, talk to you more, they can find you in the Undead Labs Discord and talk to you there. So, um, Coconut is leaving us, obviously, but we can kind of get into Team Black Friday now and talk about, you know, K Sizzle's team and their run a little bit. So, um, as we alluded to earlier, Sizzle, you had a team that was planned for Saturday and. Unfortunately, you were the only one that showed up on your team, and you actually ended up finding two other people to compete with because how it was working is we were trying to find a team for you to fit into that, you know, maybe somebody wouldn't show up, but none of the other teams had a player didn't show up. So you actually were able to find two other players to jump in with you on Monday before the event closed. And 
Do you want to talk about, you know, where you found these players so fast or anything? Absolutely. Um, so after my four hours was up and my referee and I, uh, Mr. Dark's broadcast, um, hung out and got some day breaks and had some fun, um, we ended, we ended the match or we ended the time slot and I don't think we got, I think maybe we got a day break. I'm not sure, but I stayed on my Xbox and Actually, no, I didn't sell my Xbox. I stayed on Twitch. And I met, I uh, saw another State of the Case streamer streaming Daybreak. <laughs> There's funny thing, I thought it was a female. <laughs> when I was just, before I clicked into the stream, uh, I saw what I thought was a female intensely playing Daybreak. And I was like, this is something I've never seen other than Fallout there. And everyone knows my Fallout girl, good friend, great state of the streamer, big in the community. And I said, oh, we got a new, uh, you know, uh, a focused young lady in the community. Let's go see it. Of course, it's uh, a streamer I had never seen. So I clicked in and started speaking to him in chat, and he responded. And I was like, oh, that's a guy with long hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I started, uh, you know, chatting with him and looking at his gameplay, and he was actually going. For two daybreak um, uh, achievements, uh, the guilty spark. If you guys are familiar with that, and no walls down, and he was going for him solo, and he hadn't had everything unlocked. It wasn't like somebody who had everything unlocked and everything. He had only up to the Clio. If you are familiar with the unlock, he had only up to the Clio shotgun unlocked, and he was doing a a, a very good job. I want to say kick ass, but he was doing a very, very good job. And I was like, dude, you're going for no walls down solo. Um, that's extremely hard. I don't think you're going to get it. And, and, you know, we just picked up a conversation. Long story short, I hopped into his game and we got him the, the, the uh, the achievement. And, um, nice, nice. It really picked up my spirit after the, mismatch that I had and the, the missed daybreaks that I had during my match or my non-match. And it, I just had a very, very good time. That was early on in the day. Later on in that day, because so, you and I had been talking about, you know, me pitch hitting for some other teams just so I can compete, um, I got the idea to ask this young man if he wanted to compete. Um, I was got the idea to form another team. And he accepted, I, I skipped the part, he accepted a challenge when I hopped into a game to help him uh, get those achievements. The very first thing I said was that, I said, hey, let's uh, stay in front of the wall <laughs> and let's not go behind it. It's something we call front lines. I explained it to him. And he said, okay, sure. He wasn't like, no, uh-uh, <laughs> nice. no, no way. He was like, okay, sure. All right, so. So I can't go behind the wall. Nope, you can't go behind the wall. So that means I can't fix the wall. Exactly. So he picked up on it right away. He played awesome. it, and that impressed me. And that's what gave me, after our run and after uh, we got success, two successful day votes, actually, that's what uh, gave me the idea. Hey, let me ask this guy if he, uh, if he wants to compete in Undead Child, um, if he had the time. So I asked him if he had the time, um, and he said he did. I contacted another young lady who I had played with one other time, and upon meeting her, I asked her, and she jumped into my game, and I asked her, let's do, let's stay behind the wall. We are not allowed to go, no, no, I'm sorry, it was the front lines as well. 
I said, let's not go behind the walls. We can't do this. And she picked up on it. She accepted the challenge. We got an awesome epic duo, uh, Daybreak, doing the front lines. She was excited. She had a lot of fun. And so when I thought um, about forming another team, I thought about her. And it was just a coincidence that they both had the time uh, and that the slot was open. And it, it, it just came together. And so when it came together like oh, that, funny I, that it worked out like that. Knew, I just knew we were going to get it, you know, <laughs> when it worked out. So I just knew it was going to be a, at least we were going to get it or it was going to be an awesome show. And it turned out to be an awesome show. Yeah, it's cool that it worked out like that, too, because, you know, we all thought that if you actually found the team, then you were going to have a shot at winning. And I remember you guys started out so strong. You guys had a no heels of permadeath. Then you had a no yeah. stamina run. And like... I was, I forget who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody in like whispers. And I'm like, yeah, this is like a given. Like they have this, like there's, there's no chance in hell that they're not going to win this. And <laughs> then it, it seemed like it just kind of fell apart after that. Like, do you want to talk about like what happened after yeah. that? Because you guys had such a strong start and then you guys didn't really get any points after that. Yeah. What happened was I, I like you, I had a strategy going in right. uh, to get the 160 points because at that time the, uh, the, uh, top score had been set. So I knew what I was shooting for. So I was able to, Put a, put together a strategy that I just was absolutely sure that we could do with the with the talent that I had, um, and it was it was a shoe in, and we got the our first run at a no heels. Yeah, your first run, you guys failed in like wave six, and then you yeah. tried it again, and you got it done for like seventy two points, which is a huge start. Correct. And, and then you guys did a no stamina after that for another thirty, I believe. Correct. Exactly. And then what we wanted to do then, if we had time to get three more day breaks, was to do a gun pop. And um, we did go for that, and um, we failed. And so after that, we were going for another front line. And it turned out that something happened where uh, at the time, when we looked at the time, we weren't going to have enough time. We were gonna, uh, uh, in order to win, we needed a full daybreak run. So we ended up cutting that, that run short just so that we could use our last, I believe it was, um, about an hour so that we could get a full daybreak run in. And that daybreak. Yeah, I remember before that too though, um, you guys were going for front lines and that's when one of the mental errors happened because I remember it clearly, like you guys were going for front lines, you were in like wave six or five or six and you guys were pretty close to winning it. And then Wolfie shouted out, you know, hey, guys, I need to heal real quick. And you're like, OK, you know, heal, go for it. And what you didn't realize is I guess she left the heel behind the wall. So she jumped over the wall to grab the heel and that failed uh, the challenge for you guys. So like that was one of those mental errors. It's like, oh, man, like, yeah, and it I think she knew it, points for that. Yeah, right, it decreased yeah. your points and it kind of knocked you guys bad because yep. at the time it didn't seem like much, but it actually made a huge difference at the time because what you guys were lacking on at the time was actual time. Like you guys didn't have a lot of time left, you know, because I'm not sure if you were even aware to this day, like how close you guys were on time. If you would have finished that daybreak, you're going for at the end, you would have made that daybreak by like 15 to 20 seconds. Like not even a joking, like 15 yeah, to 20 seconds. That's fact, how close it was in, time. I, I yeah. put a timer up. Um, cause I was the referee for that match just cause I didn't trust myself to not to pay attention to the time. And people in chat were saying, no, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it and it, that it was over or whatnot. But I looked at the time and 
the time on the screen. There there was enough time that, that they could have made it. Yeah, and you guys would have made it by like 15 to 20 seconds. So, And that's why like that mental mistake, I think, was such a huge thing because knocking you back a couple points, yeah, it was down that means... Yeah, that's like those couple points, you know, made it really down to the wire. And yeah. it, I, I'm sure you don't blame her, obviously, because like mental mistakes oh, happen. Not. But it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, no. And she she performed very well, you know, other other than jumping across the wall, which it wasn't a huge, um, you know, mistake. You know, like you said, mental errors they happen. Uh, it was it was her who the glitch happened to, where she fell through the. Right. Fell through the ground as well as she lost the ability to jump two times in the round. So it was, you know, with those, those, all those factors added up to, you know, it pulled away from our time and pulled away from our resources that we had. We ran out of ammo a couple of times and, you know, we did, we, they did a great job pulling together, uh, for their undead trials and, you know, I give those hats off to those two. Yeah, I do think that, you know, you guys might have won if you guys had time to practice even once before this, like, together, because you guys perform very well together, and I think the only thing that held you guys back was just a couple of, you know, mental errors that were really critical, because during during that last run you guys went for, you were in wave six, and you're going from behind the walls, and that's when um, the issue happened where Hatha GG, he went for a flying strike, and yep. he landed outside the wall, and he was clearly over the line, and that would have failed it for you guys. But you guys said, you know, let's just keep going anyways. We'll review the tape later. And yeah. also, in that same way, I think um, you were Wolfie actually had an instance where you're outside the wall as well. So, like, basically, you guys would have failed there, but you guys kept going. And then it ended up happening where you guys uh, died in Wave 7 anyways. But it, yeah. it, was very, it was very close either way. And I think, honestly, if you guys would have had, like, maybe... A little bit opposite of what Coconut and I had. If you guys would have had a little bit more practice, I think you guys yeah. probably would have won. Yeah, and the only time we got practice was right before our match started. Uh, was, we had three hours before the match started. To, uh, That's what we did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were able to pull together and, and, and uh, practice on our strategy, and they all agreed and uh, they knew what to do. It was, it was a glorious, glorious gathering. Uh, and that was probably one of the longest flying strikes that I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Magic as the ref of that match, is, is there anything you remember that um, stood out? I, I was impressed by the gameplay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was impressed by y'all's communication as, as well, just since y'all had not been uh, together that long. Uh, a couple of the other matches that I'd watched, I mean, especially when bad things started to happen and unexpected things like people falling through the floor or whatever, uh, the communication just went to insane chatter, but, but I mean, y'all kept it cool and, and stayed on focus. I was extremely impressed. Yeah, I'm kind of curious too, Silva. Have you ever actually seen the clip of that flying strike? No, I haven't. I, 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 did. I don't know if you're able to see it in chat here, but I'll, I'll pop it in chat for you there. But, um, I know you're on a phone, so it might kick you out of session. So if it, you right, think it was going to kick you out of later. session, then don't do it. Yeah, but <laughs> you can watch it later and yeah. it, it's like when you see it, you're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, man, like that's that's so close." But <laughs> so it was a flying strike, and like basically what happened is, haunted GG. It's middle walls down, and he dies out, and he tries to strike a zombie that's on the ground, and he just lands outside the wall, and then he comes back afterwards. But it's like, ah, oh, shit, and yeah. then you repair the wall. So <laughs> it's one of those things. Like it's basically the same thing that happened to me, pretty much. Like in my game where. I wasn't trying to go behind the wall, but I accidentally dodged behind the wall. And it's like, well, that's it. You know, there we go. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I know there was another time that I went to uh, finish a judge. It wasn't during the trial, actually. But I went to finish a judge, and I was going up a, a front line. And the judge, of course, I mounted him when he was at the wall, and it dumped me. <laughs> oh, y'all on came, the other side of the line. Yeah, y'all came yeah, close to that, too. Uh, I remember someone jumped on one. I was so scared that y'all were going over. I, uh, I couldn't believe that they got lucky and it turned around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I remember there's there's actually a couple times you guys came close, too, where, like, we were talking in chat, and I'm like, no, that, that that's on the line. That's not over. Because, like, some people were saying, like, oh, that's over. I'm like, nope. Like, in wave, in wave five, I think it was, I'm like, Nope, that is that is yeah, definitely, definitely on the line. That's not over. But with disaster, you, you guys that's finally, a dangerous, yeah. that's <laughs> a dangerous a one to try because it, it's not just that flying strike. Sometimes when you lock is, onto yeah. an enemy, you know it'll make you chase them for a while, and that, that's a right. dangerous. It makes you chase them. Yeah, dangerous category. Yeah, and I remember telling Magic too in chat, you know, make sure you're watching the timer and their feet because if they jump over the wall before the round timer ends, that fails it. So like that's one of those things that challenge. Like it's so close. Like. You guys didn't fail it that way, but like, say, you know, there's five seconds left in the round. There's no zombies left. Like, say, you know, Wolfie jumped over the wall. That would have failed it there because that's before the time ends. So, um, you know, as a matter of fact, as too. a ref, um, that was the only match that I was nervous about when they were going for the, cause I mean, there's such a fine out, a finite detail of whether they've crossed the line or not. O- over the wall, right. that's easy to see. There's a good long animation. You can see someone cross the wall, but. That, that's a scary one to judge too, or to referee too. Definitely. Yeah. That's where you kind of need the uh, chat. I couldn't have done it without the chat. As soon as it happened, I, I turned right to the chat. I'm like, oh my god, did that just happen? Someone else, please see that. And if, <laughs> if like they hadn't shit, clipped yeah. it, uh, I'd have been in trouble <laughs> <Yeah>. probably. <laughs> 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 yeah, cause I was about to ask you, like, you know, what, what did you think? Like, but then somebody clipped it. I'm like, okay, we watch clips. <laughs> yeah, it, but that wasn't like you said the other time when they crossed over. I, I immediately turned to chat again too. I'm like, did anybody else see that? What was that? Was that over? Or? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not easy being a ref. That's basically the moral. This is you know, refing is definitely um more difficult than you think it's going to be. It's not just like, oh, let me just sit here and you know talk to my chat for a little bit. <laughs> like you have to actually watch. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's difficult. No, but you guys did awesome, Sizzle. I mean, especially for, like, you know, just coming together on the fly like that. You know, you guys were 22 points away away from the win. You tie with my team. I mean, basically, just finishing one of those day breaks would have had it for you. And it's just unfortunate that you guys, you know, had such a strong start and then kind of, you know, fell apart a little bit at the end. That's kind of what we had, too. So, yeah, yeah. Yep, running out of ammo and and just, just pulling it together at the end there. A couple of clutch tech saves that that we uh, were able to pull off and uh, if we were able to pull one more off I think we would Yeah I remember that actually if, if you want to bring it up uh, real quick that no heals permanent run you guys had I'm sure Magic oh. remembers too how close that was that tech was like the smallest sliver from dying and I remember at the last five seconds there's a juggernaut chasing the tech and I'm like oh man yeah. he's going to hit the tech and that's going to lose it like that was yeah. so close to being failed Magic do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, there was, uh, um, the was actually alive. But the crazy thing was, uh, I mean, especially after watching all the other waves, uh, I, I couldn't believe that they would fail. Uh, as a matter of fact, every time, I, I guess it was just because I was the referee, but every time they failed, I couldn't believe it. I, I totally expected that this was going to be the one that went all the way and smashed the, <laughs> smashed the record, but... Because those rounds yeah. fell apart so quick. It was a matter of seconds. 
Yeah. No, I remember you were really hyped when you guys won that one too, Sizzle, which I'm sure was partially because like how close it was. Like you could see what that tech's health was at. Was, like, that was so close. Like that was one little a beautiful, tech beautiful victory. <laughs> yeah. It was two juggernauts and a and a feral. <laughs> it was like, oh no, the feral's gonna tackle him. That's gonna be it. Or the, the juggernaut is, is uh, gonna uh, charge through. And yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that's one thing I even said in chat. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, I think they're, they're probably going to fail this one, guys. You know, one feral is all it takes, and this is over. Like, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so but you guys kept those ferals away. Yeah. <laughs> the last five seconds, I was like, oh my God, just survive. And oh, I will say, I don't know what the developers are doing over there, and I'm glad. I hope an upcoming patch doesn't change this, but the techs are, they're beasts themselves. They aren't to be taken lightly when, when they get, um, you know, a couple of, of, uh, zombies back there, they fight. They will end a zombie and, um, I'm glad my team, No, definitely. You know, the only thing I do hope they change with the text still is I hope they changed it to where if the text close to the computer, you could still heal him because like yeah. you have to wait till he's like si actually sitting and typing at the computer to heal him. And yeah. I think it's a little bit unfair. Like I, I think you should that. be able to heal him. Like when, you know, if he's obviously if he's like far away from the computer, you know, you shouldn't be able to heal him. But like if he's at least close to the computer, like you shouldn't have to wait the extra like three seconds for him to actually start typing. Like you should right. be able to heal him right away. Right. When he's in that vicinity or, you know, if there's no bloater cloud that's permeating his whole area. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. You like even if you make it like, the smallest like say it's like a one meter radius from the computer like that's good enough for me because even if it's just you know where you can heal him when he's not typing but he's standing there that's at least good enough for me because there's so many times where i run into problems where like i'm like come on dude come on start typing come on get, get to your spot like hurry up like yeah. it's like uh, i can't do anything because i have to wait for this guy to get to the spot in the corner yeah. yeah and i'm like what are you doing that's been a long time glitch now where he'll just bail off to the corner, stand there for a moment, and then come back. <laughs> you know, in between waves, what are you doing? That's the only other issue down. I have, I think will be hard for them to fix is, I, I know you guys probably hate this as well. Like, when there's a bloater that explodes near him, he runs right into the gas. Like, why are you running right into the gas? Like, are, are you that brain dead? Like, oh. I mean, I, come on, dude. Like, don't run to the gas. But I, I think that's probably a hard issue to fix on their end. That would probably be really hard to rewrite the whole AI about that, but it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is. Well, they could take the number of bloaters back down a notch, uh, if you ask me, because <laughs> that has been turned up <laughs> way OP. I mean, yeah, it's got four or five at a time coming now. It seems like when you kill one, another one immediately. I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the bloaters. I, I was actually four, hoping four, for an upgrade, like a, a flaming gla a gas bloater, to where the cloud would be on fire and poisonous. <laughs> Oh yeah, I kind of like the difficulty, too, because it definitely made, you know, Undead Trials 3 a lot of fun with having that extra difficulty. So I, I do kind of like the builders like that. It just it, it does suck when one explodes by the tech. But the answer to that is just don't let them explode by the tech. Like it, It's your yeah, job to make back. sure they don't explode. Yeah, exactly. So like that's what I feel about that. You know, I don't expect them to change that. It's just one thing that, like, as a competitor, you know, it does annoy you at times. But it's definitely your job to keep them away from the tech. And if they explode by the tech, that's your fault. So. <laughs> So we need that difficulty uh, update to come where we can have that slider. Uh, they never said it's going to be a slider, so I, I wouldn't say that yet. But oh. we'll have to see what it is. So, so it's going to be. I'm hoping yeah, for a slider. They didn't say a slider. They just said some kind of difficulty update. Well, so we'll they didn't say a slider. I'm hoping for a slider. We'll right. That distinction. Hey, <laughs> Sizzle is hoping for a slider. <laughs>
But um, we can kind of get into the last team we can talk about here. Of course, you know, the champs, Zombie Buffet. Did you guys um, see uh, their full match or any of their match? You did magic. Awesome. Um, so do you want to talk about what you thought of their match? Uh, I've watched Baldeon a couple of times or whatnot. He, he's got that same level of uh, excellent communication. Uh, I, I really couldn't believe that they lost the... Uh, their first their first match or whatnot. When they failed that first time, I was like, oh my god, what is going on here? I couldn't either, yeah. I was really mad. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was so shocked when that first loss happened because I thought, you know, going into it, like, this team is going to be invincible. They're never going to lose a single day break. And when they lost that first one, I'm like, wow, maybe they are human. I'm like, Good, is this um, real? Like, <laughs> that's what I thought, too. Uh, I watched the next one intently. I'm like, if they fail again, something's wrong. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's not actually Fallout; it's a robot or something. <laughs> no, but I mean they did an amazing job, though. Like they filled that first one, and I think if Falldown was here, from conversations I've had with him, he would probably say that even though they won, like they're not happy with their performance either because they left a lot of points on the table, and they know they could have had a higher score, so they could have put a lot more pressure on us all. It just so happens that their score held out, but I don't think they were happy with their score either. So like, even though they won, yeah, they still could have done better. That's champions or whatnot. No matter yeah. what their score would be, they would never be happy with it, and they'd always believe they could do better. <laughs> right, because they ran into the same problem that um, I ran into with time. If I had three more minutes on our team, we would have had another day break and another like 30 points. And they had the same scenario where they were five minutes short of having a guns hot run done. So they would have had a like 40 points higher score if they had five more minutes. And that's just how it breaks down with the time sometimes, you know, because they had that run. Um, they got some high level runs done, but they also had the one run they failed. And the other run that they actually had a lot of issues on. I'm sure you remember this one too, Magic, since you watched it. They only got five points for any type of daybreak because what happened is they went for too many challenges at once and they kind of overloaded themselves, and then basically everything broke down at once. They failed all the options, uh, and the only option fact, they had left was uh, After watching that, uh, I talked to my other team members, and that's part of the reason why we chose what we chose. We're like, we're not going to go for a whole bunch every time. We're just going to pick the few that we think we can do, and we're going to go for that. And and that was definitely, especially for a new player, that was helpful. Yeah, and it, it almost worked for you guys, too. So, But see, that's kind of like the disadvantage of, you know, my team went first, Falldown's team went third. Like, going on the first day like that, that's kind of the disadvantage is everybody else is watching and they're all going to learn from you. So, I, I think it is a testament to Falldown's um, team that they went on the first day and they still won. You know, that, yeah, that is that a is huge totally thing. That they went the first I mean, day and still held on. We did watch like those that. first several matches intently and we did learn and adapt our strategy based on their failures and successes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, K-Sizzle's team almost had the 160. Um, you know, your team, Enigma, almost had the 160. There was other teams, uh, Candylicious, ACC's team. They came, like, one run away from winning. You know, there's a lot of teams that could have had a shot at that 160. And even the teams that scored lower, they still technically had a shot, you know, because there was teams that had, like, um, 60 or 70 point wins, I think. Or 60 or 70 points was their solo score. And if they would have done, like, a crazy run, like, say, Melee only with Permadeath, they technically would have won, so... That just kind of shows how many points, you know, Falldown's team left on the board because there's most of these teams, except for like one or two, they technically had a chance to win if they would have had like a, you know, a super huge challenge and it would have gave them like 90 or 100 points. So a lot of teams could have won. It's just um, 
And that's kind of a testament to everyone as competitors because, you know, all 10 of these teams definitely, uh, I think, had a lot of fun, but they also put pressure on each other to do even better because, you know, seeing Fall Down's team like that, you know, seeing that they could fail, I think that gave everyone going after them a little bit more gumption to be like, oh, wow, they could actually fail. Let's, let's you know, pick up our bootstraps and let's do this. Yeah, and uh, like we talked about earlier with communication being a, a good skill for gaming in general, so is time management. Um, you, you pointed out earlier that uh, Fall Down had let us know that we had so much time or whatnot that we would not have noticed that on our own. And some we noticed some other teams did not notice that as well, that if they had this much time, they might be able to win right now if they went for this particular strategy. That's definitely a valuable skill to have in something like this as well. Yeah, because I remember with your team, like going back to that, on your fourth day break you guys went for, I wanted to jump through the screen so bad and be like, no, you're going for like a 10-point challenge. If you just go for like a 20-point challenge, then you could win it in your fifth run with like a 20-point challenge again. Like you could have done two 20-point challenges instead of like going for the really hard one at the end. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I want to tell them, that but I, I really I can't. Mean, after that many hours of gameplay, you start getting dull anyway and... Any skills you might have yeah. kind of go out the window. <laughs> no, we were totally oblivious to it. We didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but yeah, you guys had a shot at it. You know, you were definitely the surprise of this, and I'm glad you guys are here, too. I mean, that's kind of why, you know, I had both of you on here, and we we're supposed to have um, somebody from Zombie Buffet on here, because basically the plan was to have all four of these teams represented on here, because all four of these teams came the closest to winning, you know, all four of these teams came like, okay, just a wave here, a wave there, you know, a glitch yeah. here, a glitch there. Like, all four of these teams came very close to winning, and um, one of them actually did. Uh, and like I said, uh, that I've run across a lot of excellent players in this competition and the community in general or whatnot. Uh, we also run across a lot of players in just the regular game playing uh, Daybreak with random people that that know the game extremely well and that or just not being reached by the uh, community. Maybe it would be cool if Undead Labs could put some kind of news thing mm -hmm. on load or something like that, because there are a lot of excellent players out there that that are just not being reached by the live streams and the podcasts and, and whatnot. True. Right. Hopefully the, the fame of these events will reach them um, and they will... And KC's story is just is totally indicative of that. I mean, he went on a stream and found someone going for solo events that knew the game extremely well that just was able to fit right in. I mean, yeah, and those are the type of players that we're hoping to find for future events, you know, because we want everyone to take part in the events, you know, whether you participate in events before or you haven't, like, we're hoping that, you know, everyone that's a casual player, a hardcore player, no matter what kind of player you are, we want you to take part in these events and, you know, we're going to have more coming. I mean, Every month, we're going to have some kind of event. Um, it's not always going to be a competition, possibly, but uh, we will have some event. Like, we're hoping to have it at K-Fest 3 soon to celebrate the difficulty update when that comes out. And that'll be kind of more of a fun-filled event where we're all just trying the difficulty update together and just having fun with it. So there's going to be more events that aren't just competitions, but we will definitely have more competitions, too. Oh, for sure. If and, you know, Magic... Um, Hopefully your team is, you know, ready to try some stuff in the base game too, because the next oh, competition will be in the base game instead of daybreak. So much more so. desirable than the, <laughs> the daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we try to switch it. We try to switch it up between the two. So um, we just did the base game one in December. That's why we switched to daybreak this time. But the next one will be in the day base game. So 
I, I think that will invite a lot more people to try it out, and it, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Magic, you should go back and watch those vods from Undead Trials uh, uh, two. two. Yeah, that oh was my fun. goodness! It was like uh, as a matter of fact, uh, going on. I think that was when <laughs> I was. first became aware of the Undead Trials. Uh, I was streaming one night and. Someone came into my stream and said something about it, that there was this competition going on, but they didn't know any of the contact Ooh. information or what I had to do to register, and and then I never saw that person again, and I kind of dismissed it or whatnot until they said something about it on the uh, on the Undead Lab stream right before the registration ended, and thankfully they had a link there that I was able to get into. Nice. Yeah, I was like, I mean, yeah, you're probably like, oh, I remember that. that. I like, want to I, I get involved in that. <laughs> it was slightly intimidating, but the community is extremely welcoming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have not met anybody that was negative, and everybody's been extremely helpful. And no, it's just, it's been a great experience. Yeah, glad you said that. No, I'm, I'm glad you're having such a great experience too, because that's trying to what we're trying to provide here. Is you don't have to be a streamer either. I mean, all three of us stream, but you don't have to be a streamer to get involved in this. I mean. You know, Magic's two teammates, they don't stream. Um, Zombie, who is on my team, he only streams every, like, occasionally. Coconut doesn't stream. Uh, Sizzle, I don't know if your two teammates stream, but, you know, there's a lot of teammates that were involved in this event that don't stream. You don't have to stream. Oh, yeah, that goes to what I was saying earlier with the randoms that you find in Daybreak. I mean, uh, a lot of them know the game well. They got a plan. They're able to succeed and pull these achievements off and... Yeah, they're, they're excellent people. Yeah, the only way you have to stream is to be a ref because people have to see you refing the game. So if you do want to be a ref, you do have to stream for that. But um, otherwise, you don't have to stream. So. No need to be a streamer or, nor a content creator. Just a lover of the state of the case. And a survivor. And an owner of the game. Definitely. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's Team Zombie Buffet. They, they got it done. Um, you know, hats off to you guys. Uh, I think pretty much their only errors, you know, uh, that Guns Hot they run they were doing, they went for too much at once. They were trying to do Guns Hot outside the wall. They had too many backups at the same time, and they didn't want to fail their backups. And then, basically, they failed all their backups at the same time. And that's kind of what killed a lot of their run, I think, because that was a crucial run for them. They ended up only getting five points worth. So the five points is better than nothing, but it did end up setting the bar lower to where people could actually pass that bar. Uh, I would agree, but it was definitely an enjoyable match to watch. Absolutely. And, you know, I've already heard from Falldown. Um, he will be back for Undead Trials 4. So if you're out there and you think, you know, uh, psh, this Falldown guy, I-, I can beat him no problem. Come show us. Come show us. I mean, so far, he's only lost one time ever. He only lost in the duos of Undead Trials 1. And other than that, he hasn't lost. So, you know, come show us if you think you can beat him. I, mean, I will say that it's not going to be as easy as you think. You know, he definitely has proven that there is room to beat him. But you have to be on your A-plus game when you want to beat him. Correct. Oh, he's going down. And it just may be the first <laughs> night that takes him there. <laughs> well, not if I could do it first, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got folks coming for him. Oh, I'll put it in the What about you, Matt? Do you come for him, too? Uh... All right. <laughs> There you go, fall down. You know, when you listen to this afterwards, you got some challengers. You know, we're ready. You know, I'm sure you're going to get ready too, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, if you're out there and you know you haven't participated before, definitely get involved. I mean, even if you don't think you can, you know, win, it's all about fun, anyways. Like we're just, you know, joking around. We're just trying to have a friendly competition. But even if you don't think you're, you know, great at the game, just jump in and have some fun. It's still fun to compete, even if you don't do well. I mean. There were teams in Undead Trials 3 that didn't score as high, but they still had a blast, you know, competing. So it, it's still fun either way. Cool. But unless you guys have, you know, anything else to mention, I, I think we pretty much covered, you know, most of Undead Trials 3. Um, 
I will give a shout out real quick to the other teams that were involved. We had my team, the Masochist. We had Team Mac Talon, which had uh, Katie as their captain, and Andy T. Pims is on that team. Team Zombie Buffet obviously won. We had Team Candylicious. That was uh, ACC's team. They did very well, had a shot at winning. We had the Gamescasters, Arcus team. We had a team that was just formed by matchmaking, the Horde Breakers. That was uh, Mark for Death's team. We had Team Enigma, obviously Magic's team that you know came pretty close to winning. We had Team Gucci Game, which was Big Red's team. They performed on Monday morning. They had a quite a fun uh, run. They talked about you know some bread and some different strange things in there, but this is a fun run. <laughs> <laughs> we got into a conversation about what kind of bread you know people liked. I'm like, how does this how is this happening in a tournament? But whatever, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it though. <laughs> we had um, Team Black Friday, of course. Case okay, Sizzle team that came close to winning. And then the last team we had was uh, three guys and a zombie. That was the last team of the event. That was a team led by Madroot, and they were another team that was match made. You know, they all had the same availability, and they didn't really know each other well. But they came together, and they you know they performed pretty well for a team that didn't really know each other. So uh, it was a definitely a fun event. And you know, those were all the teams we had. And I think honestly, all the teams had a lot of fun. It seemed like, and all the teams, even if the ones that didn't you know score as well, I'm I'm still happy with their performance. You know, they still had fun. They still did the best they could, and that's the main thing is you had fun. So. Hats off to everyone that involved. You know, thank you everyone for jumping in the event. Yes, uh, exactly. And hopefully we made some friends as well as make have fun. And uh, you got some daybreak skills under your belt, and you have some friends to express those uh, exercise those skills. With. Definitely. <laughs> but real quick, um, before we end here, just to repeat, we are going to have an exhibition sort of on Tuesday. So any teams that were in the event or. Any teams that want to get involved um, that weren't involved, you know, say you have a team of three people and you want to just try some of these challenges out, then get in touch with myself, Sizzle, or Dart, and just let us know that you're going to be, you know, trying some of these challenges on Tuesday. Basically, the goal is some of the top tier challenges that we have to try and, you know, have one day where the whole community beats these challenges. So we're going to try who's sitting out. We're going to try who Cleo will provide, melee only and guns hot doing outside the walls so you know i hope uh sizzle and magic i hope you guys you know are able to fit in some time to try oh, some of those out and, you know see, see if we can beat these they're part of my normal daybreak life yeah i know you can handle the melee only one for sure so <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you know your teams are available and you guys can jump back in there i mean i talked to my team already i think we're gonna go about like three or four o'clock in the uh afternoon so should be a lot of fun and Basically, the goal is just to beat them all as a community. So if my team beats one, hopefully Falldown's team will beat one. You know, maybe Casey's team will beat the other one. And hopefully as a community, we will take care of all four challenges and show they're possible. Because that's kind of the idea is we're just trying to make sure that, you know, these challenges are possible. So, which I think most of them are. I think the CQC only is probably the only one that can't be done. I mean... Yeah, I, I think you agree with that, Sizzle. Like, I, I think it's just impossible, probably. I think we should try that full squad and see how close we come. Yeah. We probably should just to see, but mm-hmm. I think it's like way too hard because you can't use anything really except your CQC explosives and, you know, getting to like wave four or five is probably possible. But I mean, after you'd that to, would be way too you'd hard. You'd have to manage the explosives yeah. very carefully, yeah. know how many juggernauts are coming and a lot so many explosives for each one, maybe. I think if you get to the to the fifth or I'm sorry, the sixth wave, you'll have a good shot depending on your condition. 
You can get those, right. you get those explosive drops and, uh, it's definitely gonna help you get through the next two waves. But I I definitely don't think it's, it could be a trio. I mean, trio's hard with full, a full loadout weapon, weaponized, <laughs> full weaponized red talent soldiers. Trio is hard, so definitely CCC only. That's, yeah, I think that's still boring. Yeah, we definitely had yeah, to adapt, adapt our yeah. standard operating strategy for the three person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three is definitely the hardest you can do, and that's that's why we wanted to try three because it adds an extra level of difficulty. So, but you know, jump in this exhibition with us if you want, everyone. You know, just let us know um, what time you're streaming it at, and we'll try to tweet that out, and we'll try to check out your stream, and you know, see if you guys can pull off some of these challenges. It'd be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, we'd love to see. And, some and again, you know, it, it's. This is just like a community, you know, it's kind of like an after party. This isn't about winning or competing. It's just about, let's see if as a community, we can get these four challenges done. And I think we can, so let's try and do it. Let's try a challenge, exhibition. Exactly. Come and so. join us. <laughs> but um, the next episode of the podcast, if you guys want to hear it, is going to be on Wednesday. I'm probably going to do the next episode of my Dead by Daylight series with ACC. So definitely check that out if you want to. And then on Saturday, I'll have another State of the K episode. So that's what's coming up with the podcast next. But if people want to find you, Sizzle, how can they find you and um, you know learn more about your stream and more what you do there? Um, You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv, and it's ksizzle3g, K-C-I-Z-Z-L-E-3-G. You can find me by Coach Keeby on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And it's Coach Keeby, regular spelling C-O-A-C-H, and Keeby is K-E-E-B as in boys, Y. also want to drop, um, it's a real easy link if you want to get on in on any of the Undead Trials or the K-Fest State of the K event. You want to go to a bit.ly link, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-O-B, that's the side, State of the K. S-O-B, the number two, events. All Absolutely, and we'd really appreciate everyone, you know, joining the Discord and coming in and hanging out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun with um, the events we have planned for the year. You know, we're going to keep the events coming, so definitely don't miss out. And Magic Man, how can people find you if they want to find um, uh, your stream or on you on Xbox, Twitter or anything like Twitch, that? Twitch, uh, whatever, or YouTube, I am Magic Man 79 uh, but that's with a K instead of a C. M-A-G-I-K. M-A-N-7-9. Absolutely, and definitely check these guys out. You know, they do a great job streaming. Definitely worth a follow and definitely worth uh, checking out and, you know, giving them some views. So I hope, you know, everyone listening uh, goes and checks them out. And you probably know um, if you're a big listener of the podcast, but uh, my information, if you're new here, you can find me on Twitter or Xbox at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. If you want to send me an email, you can do that, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Discord or YouTube. Those links will be in the show notes. So definitely uh, check out the show notes if you want to join my Discord, if you want to join the Undead Trials Discord, or you want to uh, check out my YouTube. The podcast is on YouTube as well. It's also on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Blueberry, Radio Public. Basically, anywhere you can find it except iHeartRadio. So if you're an iHeartRadio listener, um, unfortunately, I don't have it on there yet. That's something I'm still trying to work on. They're just a little bit more difficult to get on there because they're more exclusive, I think. So hopefully I can get on there at some point. But that's the only spot I'm not on. So, you know, if you're listening anywhere else, you can find the podcast. So definitely check it out. And 
you know, Magic Man and Sizzle, I appreciate you guys being here with me today. I appreciate Coconut as well, who uh, had to go, but I appreciate him jumping in too. So thank you guys for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And, you know, hopefully we have you guys back on the podcast again uh, in some capacity in the future, and it should be a lot of fun. So, you know, thank you to you guys one more time. And thank you as well to the listeners. I really appreciate you guys listening, and I really appreciate any feedback. So if you want to give me feedback, leave it on any of those platforms. And definitely uh, think about leaving an iTunes review, too, if you can, because the iTunes reviews, they do help more people find the podcast. So, you know, whether you think it's a five-star review, whether you think it's a one-star review, definitely leave a review and just let me know what you think. Drop those stars. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Stars are always good. So, (laughs) But thank you, everyone, for listening to The Blaze Experience. Oh,